Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Nice to know. Kurtz Polaris Studio. Here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. Now, I've been on 21 Pilots for a minute. Now, Tommy, I thought you were not a huge fan of That the was then, this is now. So you're back, you're into it? Always Tommy, have been. The Tommy, hype, great track, Tommy, great track. Yeah. Tommy, as much as you know about Ryan's archaic, strange taste in music, <laughs> archaic. would you not say that 21 Pilots is the most outlier band of any band that Ryan Tutel likes. I completely disagree with you, and here's why. 21 Pilots puts out the persona that they are edgy and punk, which is by design by the pop music industry, so consumers like Ryan lap it right up. So why does he hate all the actual pop punk bands that are actually good? Like Creed? Tutel and the 1029 ESPN Radio. Broadcast. To all of you on a fine Wednesday afternoon, happy to be doing it. If you missed anything in the first hour of the show, check it out on the podcast. The podcast available all the time. Search Two Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Just search Two Tell Nuanas. You'll find it on all of your podcasting platforms. It is available thanks to Blackfoot Communications. Go check it out and click their links in there, too. We appreciate that very much. 329-1899, the phone number. All guests join us via the Rangage RV phone line, Rangage Brothers RV phone line, and also you can listen live on the stream. Stream available at 1029ESPN.com. Thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. It is a Wednesday. It is 5 o'clock, and it is time for our ESPN roundtable. This week, we're uh, happy to be joined by the head coach of the University of Montana football team, Bobby Houck. And uh, Coulter, in this kind of moment right here, Coach Houck uh, had a little time to sort of sit and chat with us well talk to us on the phone as it was uh and uh about a number of things and uh usually when you'd be in the middle of the grind uh which suits him to a t he is not and i you can sense that you know obviously he'd like to get back to it as soon as possible well i mean this is the worst case situation for football coaches because they're the biggest workaholics in the world so if they don't have anything to do and they don't have 
their guys to be around and order around. Talk about going stir crazy. Yeah. As stir crazy as you can get. But uh, there's a lot of head coaches that like being in the face of the program, that like the logistical parts, the administrative parts. There's a lot of guys that don't like that. There's some head coaches that don't particularly – this might sound crazy to some people out there, but there's a lot of head coaches that aren't all about coaching, though. They like being the the CEO. Yes. Then there's other head coaches that are obsessed with coaching. Both the coaches in the Mont- at Montana, Montana State, Jeff Choate and Bobby Houck, are obsessed with coaching. They yeah. love coaching football. They're tremendous coaches of the game of football. So I think that these guys are the ones that are really crawling up a wall maybe more than even anybody else. So it was good catching up I with Coach I tend to feel Houck, for Robbie Houck in this situation because presumably they're together father and son quite a bit at this particular yeah, moment. Yeah, no, he's probably not living at home, though, is I he? I mean, maybe, maybe not. All I'm I mean, saying is old, if though. He's all of a sudden now you got to get coached like that because you got your dad's got well, no outlet? As if it wasn't already happening. That's right. Plays being drawn on the walls in crayon? I don't know. Well, yeah, Robbie doesn't have to learn as many X's and O's. His his uh, he knows it. His schematic knowledge is high, but also his responsibility and what they want him to do is just run as hard as you can, hit as hard as you can, get up and do it again. Pretty good at that. Fifteen times a game. Yeah, pretty good at that. Yeah, uh, it is our ESPN roundtable. It is presented by our friends at Paradise Falls. Please enjoy this week's ESPN roundtable with Bobby Houck. Well, happy to be joined now by the head coach of the University of Montana football team, Bobby Houck. And, Coach, we appreciate you being on here with us. I know it's sort of a strange time. In fact, a very strange time, but we appreciate it. How are you holding up right now? I'm ho- I'm holding up great. I'm starting to get a little uh, stir-crazy. I mean, you guys, we all know each other well enough. None of us are real good at sitting around. So uh, it's, it's okay for a couple of days. Then you start pacing. I'm driving my... Uh, Driving my wife crazy. <laughs> well, yeah, I think there's many of us in that boat at this point. Yeah, yeah I, I imagine I'm not the only one, I would agree. And knowing you two, it's probably really miserable for your uh, significant other. <laughs> These poor gals. I mean, it's the most important part of work is getting us the heck out of there. You know, that's the key, I guess, to the whole thing. Exactly right. I, I talked about retiring one time, and she said, absolutely <laughs> Uh, one thing I know you're doing to pass the time right now, at least a little bit, is fishing. When you go fishing, what are you fishing for? You know, I like to I like to trout fish in Montana. It's my favorite kind of fishing. I've had the ability uh, at different times to fish for salmon, for steelhead, do some uh, inshore stuff or some deep sea stuff on the ocean. Uh, rarely but occasionally but my my favorite thing is to uh be on a river in montana and catch montana native trout now were you when you were living in las vegas and then san diego i know those are two uh beautiful climates but you don't necessarily get to do a lot of fishing were you missing that element of it when you were away from montana and when you're in Vegas, they have these things called $39 Allegiant Airlines pairs. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, I was wearing, we, we would come up, for, we'd take three-day weekends and come up fish. We, we, were, we were here a lot more than anybody knows. Well, Coach, I know uh, a couple of things here in this offseason that we wanted to touch on, but you you signed a a new contract. Congratulations on that. And by Montana standards, this is kind of precedent-setting to have a four-year deal. Just wondering, you know, just uh, obviously what that says about, you know, your commitment to the university and vice versa and and what went into sort of bringing a deal like that about and and the commitment now that it shows, especially to recruits and all of that about you being established, you know, obviously again as the head coach at the university. Yeah, it's a it's a good thing. It really settles things down around the 
university in the program. I think everybody just kind of took a deep breath, said that's great, you know, and I'm I'm uh, grateful to Kent Haslam for putting it together and for uh, for Seth Bodner for to uh, sign off on it and say this is a good deal and where we want to be. And I think everybody, it was really comforting to um, coaching staff, administration, and then. I think most importantly, probably to our players and recruits, uh, just to know that, hey, coach is going to be here and we like the direction things are going. Everybody's having fun. It's exciting. And why why uh, have any more indecision out there in that regard? So um, enthused about it. I mean, there's things that come and go in terms of um, other opportunities, but you know, I, I love Montana. I love I love this university, and I, I hope that's uh, evidence of that. Well, I know in this offseason, Rocky Long leaves San Diego State. They ended up play- replacing him with Brady Hoke. But was there any when was there any conversations there? Was there, or was that an influence in this uh, contract extension for you? Well, you know, the, it's funny the the phone uh, has not stopped ringing, which is cool. And uh, you know, there there have been some. And we all, we all have people that handle this stuff for us, so um, it, it's uh, it's cool when people call, I'll just say that. Your love for Montana, your love for the University of Montana has always been very clear, but right now, this moment, this time in your career, why is this a, a job that you're so optimistic about? What, what does this four-year extension do for you just in terms of the vision you have for this program? Well, for me, I'm, I'm having a blast coaching the Montana Grizzlies. I'm having more fun coaching right now than I – than I probably have since I was a GA when my biggest concerns were the next win and where the next beer was coming from. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm, having a, I'm having a blast. And, uh, I mean, I, you know, we, we all uh, hope we can enjoy what we do for a living, whatever that may be, whether it's doing something with your hands or, or being wordsmiths like you guys. But, you know, I love what I do. And, uh, doing it here is my favorite place to to do this job and so um i'm just having a blast we've talked a lot since you got hired about your guys about your staff and i know you're really happy with these guys but the fact that you still have this continuity you finally had one uh, guy that was moving on with jay Schillinger and you're placing with bryce erickson but other than that the, the same staff in this day and age scs football that's pretty unheard of i mean a lot of times you just have young guys moving on moving up and and a whole bunch of movement but you have guys haven't had any how much does that add to just the pleasant work environment since you guys know how to interact with each other and you work together for years now yeah it, it's uh that is somewhat uncommon as you mentioned um it's a huge benefit to our players and our, our our program and our university to have continuity on the coaching staff. And, you know, everybody that's doing this job is competitive. You know, they're not looking for a, um, a, a soft, uh, lethargic work environment. Uh, they're looking for a competitive, uh, compelling place to go into the office and, and try to win every day. So... You know, everybody here knows uh, football is important uh, at the University of Montana for Montanans and uh, both on and off campus and with our alumni base. Uh, they also know that we have a chance to win here. And I do think that we, we provide a great working environment within our, um, you know, our, our fishbowl here. I think our guys really enjoy working together in, in our structure. So, 
you know, they, they certainly aren't here because of the big salary they're making, but uh, they're staying put because it's a great place to coach football. Tutela Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, Bobby Houck head coach of the Montana Grizzly football team joining us and coach yesterday on the conference call you just sort of mentioned something in passing but I wanted to, to touch on it again you uh you had said in the first you know six or so practices that you did get in in spring ball that you had started implementing some of the new stuff that you're going to run whether offense defense plays for sets formations whatever that might be I'm wondering in each offseason what's the process for creating new football whether it's new to Montana or inventing stuff or finding stuff from other guys how do you go about you know trying to continue to progress with the game from from uh, an x and o standpoint well first you know with with cal paul poly iron bow baldwin and they're not being a triple option team in the league i think there needs to be one so we're going to that <laughs> is that what it's gonna be <laughs> that worked out well for you once upon a time if i recall <laughs> yeah it did so I, I just feel like the league ought to have that and i don't think i think the defensive coaches in the league should be totally uncomfortable <laughs> so i feel like we owe it to the game so we're we're going to that and uh We'll see how it goes. Breaking news. Boys and girls, you heard it here first. Triple option back at the University of Montana. See, now, I'm I'm only a year younger than Kyle Sampson, and so I played against him in high school. Really? You look like 10 years old. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I uh, played against him in high school. When oh, you guys you ran... Guys usually, you guys usually don't surprise me. That startles me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, uh, we played, when you guys ran that triple option against Idaho, though, it gave me flashbacks and nightmares because he was so damn good at that in at Helena Capital just make your head spin. My first varsity start was against Helena Capital in the playoffs. They scored like 56 points on us without even throwing the ball because Kyle Sampson was so damn good at that triple option, the zone read stuff. When that, when that guy's making the right decisions and you can't befuddle him, it's unstoppable. Truly unstoppable, no doubt. And, and he proved him. He went on to be an All-American up at Northern after he left your guys' program. But, um, I mean, just the creativity of your coordinators, though, I think you guys have done such an outstanding job of putting – your best players in the positions to make plays. And, I mean, you saw that with Dante Olsen the last two years, breaking the school record for tackles and just being a machine in the middle of your defense. And you saw with Samari Toure and his great year last year. What have you thought just of the overall creativity of your two coordinators, Tim Rosenbaugh and Kent Bear, these last couple of years? Well, the, the guys are doing a good job. I mean, uh, we have, as we've mentioned, we're fortunate to have continuity on our staff. And we have we have really good, really talented uh individuals on the staff and and certainly ken and tim uh, are part of that and, you know you, yeah, i can go through them all i mean they, they are highly highly uh capable coaches and part of coaching is the, the probably the most intriguing and, and most important part is getting your guys in the right position giving them a chance to make a play now sometimes you know the, it's about the jimmies and the joes and the other team's guys just better you can be in the perfect call and it just doesn't work because the other guy's better or sometimes you benefit from that but uh our guys have been a, uh, our staff has done a really good job um planning and getting our guys in the right position to have a chance to make plays you know, Coach, we had an opportunity the last couple of days to interview a couple of the uh, the big guys up front that just graduated from the program, Angel Villanueva and Cy Sermon. And I know that 
you know, when you took over, the, the offensive line in particular was kind of a mash unit at times, and there was some attrition there in that. And talking with those guys and their story, I mean, what first of all, what great guys to talk to. But also, what can you say just about the last couple of years and the work that has been put in by, by the whole group, sometimes out of position or a new position, sometimes battling through injury to get to a place where you were, you were a pretty doggone good unit last season uh, for the most part. Yeah, well, first of all, great guys, uh, to say the least, on, on uh, those two you had a chance to talk to with Cy and Angel and uh, true team guys. Whatever They bleed for their football team and did. Um, you know, I, uh, you know, offensive linemen are hard to come by, and uh, they take time to develop. And for those guys to, you know, kind of hold the tide back and help us to achieve. I mean, when you look at the numbers nationally of what we produced last year on offense, um, really a credit to our offensive line because we didn't have the most ability, certainly, up front. And I'm just really – I have a lot of admiration for those guys that played on the offensive line for us the last two years because they, they had to fight tooth and nail uh, to break even. And that's what they did. And, uh, you know, I just, I'm fired up about the way, way they performed. And I really admire them for it. You mentioned sometimes it doesn't really matter what the scheme is. The other team just might have a better player. And you guys had a couple guys that were just the better player no matter what. And Dalton Steed and Dante Olsen those last couple of years. So, first of all, I'll start with Dante. I mean, the guy was an unbelievable player, unbelievable kid, probably irreplaceable. You might not ever find another one like him. But how do you go about filling that void defensively going this next season? Well, it's uh, that's the the perception of how to do that is is the key. And when you pull a national player of the year, and probably should have been two time national player of the year off the board, that's a big gap uh, in the middle of your defense. And you're not just going to plug another kid into that spot and say the production's going to be equaled. So the, the people at the other positions and around that need to step up their game and, and be more productive. That's how you do it. And then on the offensive side of the ball, I know that these player run practices in the summer are so essential. And I thought, you know, spring ball, there was a lot of things you guys probably lost out on. But, you know, number one, probably extra practice for the quarterbacks as you have a quarterback battle to replace Dalton Sneed. Do you have a pecking order going into the summer? Will you rely on Cam Humphrey since he's the senior? Or how is it going to go about with getting work done in the summer going into fall camp? What do you expect the quarterback competition to be like in August? Yeah, the, I mean, the summer stuff is uh, going to be really important this year. It's just, it's just going to be more important than ever because of our current situation. Um, Cam's ahead, as he should be. Um, yeah, if he wasn't, then he, he would have failed, and we would have failed him in terms of his preparation just because he's got more experience. So uh, the other guys, uh, Robbie and Chris, have got to – have a big uh, summer and we'll see how it goes during training camp in terms of the quarterback you know uh, losing Dalton uh, I think I think we, I mean we really lost Dalton for the year at Sac State he was never the same again and obviously missed whatever three weeks or three and a half weeks with that ankle injury but um, had he stayed healthy um, I don't know what would have happened but I, I know what I think could have happened <laughs> so uh, really really like uh, what's going on with the offense and trying to replace your starting quarterbacks always a big job that that happens in college football we're not like the NFL where we can't have them in a in a place for 10 or 12 years so uh, those guys will step it up and I'm excited to see their progress 
But one more question about the quarterbacks. You're going to have a couple young guys in the room that are Montana guys in uh, Chris Brown, Carson Rostad. And I know Gary Graves is a Montana guy, played quarterback for a little while. I know he's going to play some defense now. But just broadly, I mean, what do you think of just giving guys from Montana a chance to play quarterback? Because sometimes, I mean, we've seen some of the greatest quarterbacks in Grizz history are Montana guys. But then lately, it hasn't been as many Montana guys that get a chance to play quarterback. So what do you think of just the crop of quarterbacks that have come out of the state the last couple of years? Yeah, I mean, you need a good player at that position. There's no doubt about that. And, you know, I don't like to think that one position is more important than the others because everything works together, but that position is the most important one. And you can win without a quarterback, but it's way harder than if you've got one. And, uh, you know, we've had some, over the years, have had some terrific kids from uh, the state of Montana at that position. And, you know, I, I, if they're, we're going to recruit Montana first. So if we got a guy in Montana we like, we're going to recruit him. Bobby Houck joining us, Tutil Nuwana's ESPN Radio. And Coach, uh, last question for you here. But this past season, obviously a, a successful season. You make it to the national quarterfinals. You're top five team in the nation and getting the buy and the whole thing. The arrow is pointed up on Montana football. But within the the, the, the sort of concept of RTD and what you talked about, you know, it's going to take some years when you took this over to get back to where you want to be. Where do you think Montana is in that process right now, and what do you expect it to be this forthcoming season? Well, I, you know, I'm going to ask you guys a question in the, in the midst of this as well, but uh, uh, you know, I, after our first spring practice two years ago, I was a little bit startled to see how far away I thought we were. Um, just across the board. So, you know, from from uh, you know March 2018 to now, uh, our players and assistant coaches have done just a magnificent job of getting us from that point to where we are. Um, so, if I would have asked you guys last August, uh, how many wins do you think we would have gotten? Be honest. Well, I Nine. know I know you, so I said ten. <laughs> <laughs> Well, good for you. I had you at nine in my preseason number. Yeah. Well, good for you guys. You're a little. You're a little. Uh, good. You're optimists. I like that well, about you. Optimist. Alt- optimist. But we also knew just how, how damn good Dalton and Dante were. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I uh, told a couple of our coaches. I told t- t- Shan and Justin, the guys that played for me, and CJ. After spring ball, the day spring ball ended last year, I told them I really like this football team. And, you know, considering what the schedule was, we had a really inordinate number of season-ending injuries to guys that were contributors last year as well. And then with the schedule being what it was, um, I think our team really achieved last year. And the fact that, you know, we were sitting there at the end of the year at Christmas time, and, I mean, we – we're sitting there with 10 wins and it just lost a national quarterfinal game to the number three team in the nation on the road and talking about how badly we screwed the game up on the offensive side of the ball. Um, you know, it was, it was really something. I mean, we gave up 110 yards total offense to them and, you know, that was, uh, an opportunity lost, but maybe one we didn't think we were going to get, uh, that soon. So, you know, I, I like, where are in terms of programmatically, I like where we are right now. 
Well, Coach, we certainly appreciate your time. We wish you the best on the Montana Trout for as long as that lasts. And then, of course, the best when you're able to get back to doing what you really want to be doing with your team. And uh, and that will obviously be a great single uh, signal for the wider world as well. So we appreciate you being with us. All right, fellas. Always good being on. Bobby Howe. Our Paradise Falls ESPN Roundtable certainly enjoyed being with him and uh, and him taking the time out to be with us was was cool. I thought uh, there's it's always interesting uh, to me to listen to Coach Hauk in a in a one on one or two on one in this situation sort of interview as opposed to the group interviews and how much more sort of you know forthcoming and engaging he is. Now he was very clear. He was very clear. Uh, I I'm not telling you anything think, about your offense. I'm not right. telling you anything about the offense. That's right. But it's not necessarily about the number of people. It's about the questions. And it's just, you just, you really got to think. And this is, this is just, I know TV guys are always going to ask questions framed around certain subjects or framed in certain styles because they need to get a TV style clip. That's right. It's not that Bobby Houck hates TV people per se. He just doesn't like those kind of questions. He's not going to answer questions about feelings. He's also not going to answer questions about game plan. He will definitely talk about fishing and lifting and hitting (laughs) as much as you want. If you want to talk about fortitude, 20-minute interview. Yeah, yeah. If you want to talk about offensive scheme, the press conference is over. Well, and it also is, <laughs> it's also about timing too, it because is. in this particular scenario, no doubt. Uh, there's there's some space for it. So we, but but nonetheless, we appreciate him uh, joining us, and I thought uh, that was a, a a good and interesting interview. Uh, and you get a little bit more of of what I consider to be the the, the Hulkiness of Bobby Hulk, you know, the the, the person uh, that he is. So you can give that a listen on the uh, podcast, certainly, uh, when we're all wrapped up here. Coulter, the ESPN Roundtable is brought to us by our friends at Paradise Falls. Paradise Falls been in business since 1993 for a long, long time in the city of Missoula. For almost 30 years, Paradise Falls has taken great pleasure in serving Missoula as a community gathering place, serving hearty, tasty food, three meals a day, and providing Missoula's best sports watching experience. Out of respect for the community, Paradise Falls will be closed until further notice. They do not want, I mean, this it's a huge restaurant, right? You do not, you can gather a lot more people in there than a lot of places with the restaurant, the casino, the bar. No doubt. And so it's a wonderful gathering place, but to prevent that, they really don't want anybody to be around. So they'll be closed till further notice, but once they are back up and running, we will let you know all the details on that, and it'll be a great place. Go get, Maybe go hit it for breakfast and lunch, two meals in a row. That's right. Support your local businesses. And don't forget how important local businesses are to a community like Missoula, particularly during uncertain times, whether it's shopping local or saving up to go out once uncertain times have passed. Local businesses like Paradise Falls are the lifeblood of this community. Paradise Falls, 3621 Brook Street in Missoula, Missoula's coolest hotspot. At Blackfoot, we're experts at keeping businesses connected to customers and communities. During this time, we want to help share our expertise with your business. From advising on remote workforce systems to assessing internet connections, we're here to help deploy the solution you need to continue supporting your customers. How can we help your business? Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash remote workforce to learn more.
time for a uh, unique version of Wing It Wednesday. It's 2 Tell New Orleans, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, all uh, as well up and coming. Hey, you ready for a new truck? Get to Mildenberger Motors in Hamilton for the best deals on the best trucks, Duramax, Chevy, and GMC. Coulter taking shots with uh, waste paper at our in-studio basketball hoop. We're gonna get it. We're gonna get the range dialed in on these shots. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to do whatever I can to not be 400 pounds by the end of this thing. Shooting basketball hoops with wadded up pieces I mean, of paper. I don't gonna know. do that. So that's, the, that's the thing. That's it's, the work. It's better than just sitting in one spot because nah. that is possible this day and age. Not possible. Done. That's me. <laughs> I uh, know. I know. Boys and girls, good to be with you at Gus Tutel on Twitter at 1029ESPN at Skyline Sports MT, and uh, it is time for a Wing It Wednesday now. We have just moved to a new studio, uh, as we've uh, sort of been talking about. We are very happy to be here. We have uh, a fair amount of work that still is yet to be done to get it 100% up and running. And so uh, we do not have any phones today, so we're not going to take your calls. Coulter and I are going to do some trivia against one another. And uh, (laughs) And we'll both win. And we'll both win. And then maybe one no, day we'll all head down to the Desperado, no, and maybe we'll do like a little social media where you can meet us down there. Some, I don't know. <laughs> Everything's up for grabs. I'm willing to go have a beer with anybody on the planet when we can actually go have hey, a beer. That's that's a very – you own just about everybody else. The Desperado, by the way, are good friends at the Desperado. They're on South Russell, just straight across from the YMCA. Still open for business. Pick up orders. You call in there. Again, the best wings in the city of Missoula. Call them up. Get yourself an order of some local food to go. Get a nice local dinner, a nice hot meal, great burgers, great steaks. And people don't know this, but the meat at the Desperado is as good as it gets. I mean, they Brian knows what he's doing over there, not just with the wings, but with everything. So uh, get yourself uh, some uh, some local good hot food and then call it in, pick it up, and you're rocking and rolling with the Desperado Sports Tavern. Uh, Coulter, I will start because I have, I have, I'm happy about my trivia question for you today. Okay? Okay. ready? I am under the assumption. Now, I don't want you messing around on your computer here. I don't I'm not. Do this straight up. Um, I, I, I am under the impression that the uh, NBA regular season has come to a close. Like, I would agree with gonna, that. They're not going to kick that back in the I gear. think they've played, uh, what, 65 games? There would only be it, about 17 to 20 games left for everybody? all over it. Okay. Exactly right. In fact, there are several teams, and I'll tell you who they are, that have already clinched playoff berths. The Bucks uh, had, right? The, the Bucks. The Raptors and the Celtics in the yep. East are all into the playoffs, yep. even with an 82-game season. And then the Lakers had done it in the West. So those four teams. Here's what I want to ask you, okay? Because okay. you're the NBA guy, okay? I want you to tell me. I'm going to tell you one, two, three, four in the East and one, two, three, four in the West. Okay. I want you to tell me five through eight okay. in the East and the West okay. who's in the playoffs if they, if they are set the way we think they are. Now, I'll start in the East. Okay. As I said, Milwaukee – Best team in the NBA by record, 53-12. and 12. I'm taking notes over here. I'm okay. not cheating, I promise. No, yeah, I'm watching you. Uh, the Toronto Raptors are two. The Boston Celtics are three. And then how about this? The Miami Heat are the mm-hmm. number four team in the East, okay? Mm-hmm. You give me five through eight who is in in the East if it ends, if it has, in fact, ended the regular season as we suspect. Indiana's in fifth. Indiana is in fifth. Man, that's, that's amazing. Uh, the Orlando Magic are either in seventh or eighth. I will tell you because you called it. They are in eighth. Okay. The Orlando Magic are are, are there. So you got the book. The ends. Philadelphia 76ers are in sixth. Yep. And so then the 
the last team in the East. Who was, in fact, the seventh team. Who was the seventh yeah. team yeah. in the East, right. And I'll tell he you, is, Orlando is 30 and 35. This yeah. team is 30 and 34. So a half game ahead of them. Both those teams obviously well under 500, which is so bizarre. But in any case, is it the go. Nets? It is the Brooklyn the Nets. Nets yeah. Very good. Uh, first team out, and they're really not close. The Washington Wizards are right. 24 and 40, followed by Charlotte. So there you go. There's the East. Okay, in the West we go. And I, I, the East seems to me it would have been the harder one. The Lakers and Clippers, as we suspect, are the top yep. two. Then it's Denver, and then it's Utah yep. is uh, three and four. So here we go, five through eight Okay, in the C West. is in fifth. They are. The Mavs are either in sixth or seventh. They are in seventh. Okay. the uh, It's not the Blazers in eighth because they are out. They're a little ways out of it. It's not the Spurs. It is. Um, the Blazers are in ninth. The Spurs are in 13th. Yeah, no, the Spurs the Spurs were fast tracking towards their worst season oh, in like a long 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 terrible. time. Maybe okay, maybe it's me, 12th. I guess it's 12th. For let the me Spurs. think. Let me think. Oh, the Rockets. The are Rockets in, are, are in 6th. Six. That yep. was the layup there or the not yep. the layup, but the, the, so the Mavs yeah. are in 7th. OKC and then Houston the, and uh, Dallas in 8th. The uh um um Oh, it's a young team. It's not the Suns. It's um no, the Suns are way out. Their Suns are way out of it. They disappointed this year big time. Oh, shoot. Seven out of eight, man. You're right on the edge it's, of this it's, thing. It's, okay, hold on. It's not. Is it the Kings? It is not the Kings. It's not the Kings. It is not the Kings. We could not make Jay Flores' day to day on that. It is not the Kings. It's not the Suns. You want me to say a player's name? No. Um, that would be too easy. Too obvious. Oh, this team is 32 and 33, one game under 500. They're the only team that is an uh, under 500 team in the West. That's in the playoffs. And that is in the playoffs. And they are seven games behind the Mavs, by the way. Three and a half games ahead of the Portland Trailblazers. The Memphis Grizzlies. The Memphis Grizzlies is the right answer. John Morant. Because that's in the West, right? <laughs> I mean, isn't Memphis like close to the Atlantic Ocean? Well, I mean, relative to us, yes, it I is. I was just going through every state in the union, and I thought of all the the yeah, states yeah. west of Texas, yeah, yeah. and thought of the very it's, sparse amount of NBA it's teams. West Tennessee, but you got to. I mean, you, we understand how it is, right? You got the coast, but like, it's it's heavily weighted to the east in terms of where these teams are at, just geographically speaking. I mean, the the most egregious is the NHL. They don't Why don't they put anything. they should put Detroit in the West instead of Memphis? Right? Isn't I mean Detroit's Ooh. way farther east than Memphis, isn't it? I don't know. I think they're really. I they're close. I'll tell you that. Hmm. I think. I think. Man, how about they, the Bucks in the well, West? The, bu- the Bucks would be certainly more west, the most westerly team. I mean, Chicago's more west than Memphis, right? Yep. Yeah, Chicago, Memphis, those are, that's good. Yeah. The thing that the thing that I always struggled with is this, or struggle with, but like the 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 eastern seaboard, right? The Atlantic uh, uh, cuts very severely from east to west as you go south. So New York is so much further west than like Florida is. But no everybody just assume okay you're on the east coast now. But Michigan is in the eastern time zone. I mean it's in the eastern time zone. Who figured? I thought it was a midwestern state, you know. Michigan, no it's not. Ohio, no. So, you know, 
I guess, you know, it's what it is. But, yes, the Memphis Grizzlies, very good, Coulter. I'm proud. Of, to have to have it on tap like that, that was pretty good. I'm impressed with you. Okay. All right. Which Chicago Cub, once upon a time, oh drove in more runs, most RBIs, yeah. in a single season in Major League Baseball history? He had 191 RBI. Well, I mean, I'm going to say it's not Sammy Sosa. No, no. This is... Uh, this is about a hundred years ago. Oh, so it's not even Andre Dawson or no, no, Ryan no, no. Hundred years ago? Yes. Willie Mays. <laughs> Willie Mays did not play for the Chicago Cubs, unfortunately. Uh, I don't know the answer to this question. Hack Wilson. I mean, what are you doing to me? You didn't know that answer? No, you didn't know that. No, I didn't know that a hundred years ago, Hack Wilson drove. It's not in about knowing about wins. something that happened a hundred years ago. It's just about knowing the person that has the record. I mean, it's everybody always used to talk about sixty-one, right? And then it was seventy, and the home run record still sixty-one. Uh, well, yeah, it's hard to delineate. I think they're actually that's. I would love to actually do that segment because there's been a lot of guys, not a lot, but uh, a couple handfuls of guys that have hit more than sixty-one home runs. But right. I think that there's been a couple of them. That didn't even lead the league in home runs that year, and, and didn't break it, and didn't break any record mm-hmm. that might have hit sixty-one or four home runs clean, but they weren't Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Barry Bonds, right. and so they just got overshadowed. Yeah, yeah, that would be an interesting conversation. I remember nineteen ninety-one, Cecil Fielder mm-hmm. hit fifty home runs, and it was the first time anybody had hit fifty in, I think, more than a decade, and it was one of less than 20 50 home run seasons ever. And then in 1998, I remember four guys hit 50, and my 12 year old mind was blown. I remember thinking, how did how did a, something how that had only happened 16 possible? times happen four times in one right, year? Right, right. And then it was like the league leaders, like the top three guys, had 60 plus home runs, and then it finally calmed down once everybody started taking drug tests. It's it it's there are anomalies, and then there are lies. Right. And that is the latter, not the former. No doubt. Well, yeah. you'll never forget Hack Wilson because once we get this place all spruced up and we get back on SWX TV, I have these three classic baseball prints mm. that I bought at a uh, kind of off-the-beaten-path shop at Pike's Place Market in Seattle. It's definitely one of the great... Definitely s- off-the-beaten-path. It was definitely Pikes one... Market. I mean, it was. it's like a place that's no, like in, the, in the little corner, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this guy had you know all the old-school like Coca-Cola posters and like mm. the tin... Things that people used to decorate their houses with, Rosie the Riveter and you know, circus-type yeah. yeah. prints and stuff. And this was the only piece of sports memorabilia in the place. The guy had no idea what he had his hands on. He was definitely one of the great swindles of my teenage years. Good for you. I asked my dad. I said, Dad, this was when I was super into the appraisal of memorabilia, and I was dealing it and, and loving it. And I said, Dad, give me 100 bucks. I said, I'll pay you back. I'll work it off. Just give me a $100 bill right now. He said, what are you going to buy? I said, just give me a $100 bill. Went to the guy. I said, "Hey, I got these three things. They don't have a price on them." He goes, "I don't even know what those are. What do you What do you want them for?" I said, "I, I I'll give you fifty bucks." He said, "Ah, let's call it 60. I said, "Boom." Tris Speaker, all time great outfielder for the Cleveland Indians. Bob Feller, one of the probably the guy who created the concept of a high school prodigy in America, one of the hardest throwing pitchers of the fifties and sixties, and Hack Wilson. So we will have those displayed. Get them all set up soon. You're going to be able to find enough wall that's not covered in glass to put them up. Just don't forget the most unbreakable record in baseball. It's Hack Wilson's 191 RBI. Well, today, I generally believe you because we've gone way away from the RBI hitting, right? We're just 
trying to yank him over the fence. Right. I think, the, the I think the league leader at RBI this year had like 60 or more or 60 or, or less RBI than that. Oh, than 109? Yeah, I think it was like I mean, 120. 120 something. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Totally. Uh, it's Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Uh, some movement on the Lady Grizz basketball team. One player leaving, one player coming on. We'll tell you about that. We'll also get into a couple other things and tell you who's coming up on the show and some days forthcoming. We're excited about this. We continue in our Big Sky Commerce Football Coaches Series. So we'll get to that right after this. Hey, Mildenberger Motors in Hamilton, family owned for 65 years. Best prices on new and used cars and trucks only at Mildenberger Motors. At Blackfoot, we're experts at keeping businesses connected to customers and communities. During this time, we want to help share our expertise with your business. From advising on remote workforce systems to assessing internet connections, we're here to help deploy the solution you need to continue supporting your customers. How can we help your business? Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash remote workforce to learn more. Grizz. Minus one, plus one. And perhaps we can finish a conversation which was interrupted by an earthquake yesterday. It's two telling Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Great to be with you on this Wednesday afternoon. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Thanks so much for spending some time with us, letting us be with you. We appreciate that very, very much. Uh, if you missed anything in the show today, including our conversation with Head coach of the University of Montana Grizzly football team, Bobby Houck. You can check it out on the podcast. The podcast is available uh, all the time, and it is available wherever you get your podcast. Just search Tutel Nuanas, rate, review, subscribe. We appreciate all of that, and uh, you can listen to it thanks to Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot <laughs> getting that done for us. We appreciate it by uh, appreciate them very much for, for getting that out there. Um, Want to mention, too, uh, just while we got a moment here, our good friend Justin Angle, professor at the uh, business school at the University of Montana, his podcast is called A New Angle, A New Angle Podcast uh, with Justin Angle. He has been on this show a couple of different times over the years. We have been fortunate enough to be on his podcast a couple of times uh, over the years. And uh, right now, you know, we're all searching for good information, uh, uh, people to, to help us understand all the things that are going on, all of the, I mean, this is this is a very dynamic sort of moment that we are living in right here where where uh, information is important that it's accurate that it's coming from you know experts that who who know what they're talking about uh, and especially at a local level to try and understand okay you know globally nationally that's great but what do we do here in western Montana in Missoula Montana and uh, Justin has got an outstanding lineup of guests who are esper- experts both in the medical fields and in the economic fields he's there you know like we said in the business school to uh, help us understand 
understand COVID-19, what's going on with it, what's going on with it locally. And uh, I encourage you to go check out a New Angle podcast. And we will get uh, Justin on the show to talk specifically about the guests that he is having on and the series that they're doing uh, in relation to to what is going on right now. But uh, go check out a New Angle podcast, a great local podcast and uh, and some some unbelievable guests uh, over the past year and a half now that they've been doing this thing, that he's been doing this, uh, but also especially now I think really pertinent and useful and important uh, work being done there. So go check that out uh, and uh, and uh, be informed, be uh, well, you know, on, uh, on what we need to do and how we need to do it. Uh, if you need a car or if you need a truck, Carl Tyler Chevrolet, that's where you should go. Carl Tyler Chevrolet, home of the lifetime powertrain warranty that lasts for as long as you own the vehicle, Carl Tyler's Auto Group. Coulter, uh, we've read this a couple times in the uh, news briefings in the sports centers, but worth noting uh, a couple of changes to the Montana Lady Grizz team. Kylie Frolich, who uh, had an offer is it from was it from North Carolina, or North Carolina State, North Carolina. from UNC to go with, along with her teammate Emily Malone, who remains there, uh, to go uh, throw the javelin. Uh, for the track program at North Carolina in the ACC, elected instead to play basketball for the Lady Grizz and finished her sophomore year. She only, she averaged about 10 minutes a game uh, uh, coming off uh, the bench, just under two points a game, and was was certainly you know a role player, but a young player as well. But she has entered the transfer portal, portal and will be leaving the Lady Grizz. On the flip side, the Lady Grizz will be signing Latia Lawrence from Harlem, Montana. All of this is very interesting. Yeah, I we followed Kylie Frolich since her time at Missoula Sentinel. She was the uh, the 2018 Irwin Burns Female Student Athlete of the Year in Missoula, named the number one athlete in the city of Missoula her senior year. Watching her and following her numbers, I thought that basketball was her third sport. She was one of, if not the best players on a Sentinel team that won back-to-back state championships in volleyball. Yep. She was also a multiple-time All-State selection in track and field as the Javelin, and also she won the state championship in the Javelin um, two times in three years. She won as a sophomore and a senior, and she was one of the key contributors on back-to-back state championship teams on the girls' side for track and field as well. That basketball, I mean, it was a great group of girls at Sentinel, but they, sure. they actually, their back-to-back runner-up finishes in the basketball tournament was actually their worst yeah. accomplishments yeah. as a group because they won state in volleyball and track. Yeah. So um, I always thought she was should have been throwing javelin the whole time. That said, going to North Carolina on a javelin scholarship is not going on a full ride anywhere. For sure. And North Carolina is very expensive. It's very far away from home, so you can't slide her. She also played AAU basketball with Shannon Swain's daughters. I know she's close to those girls. So, you know, playing for Shannon, it made a little bit of sense, but I just, I never really saw her as much of a basketball player compared to how good she was at volleyball and, and track. Mm-hmm. So who's, who knows? Maybe there is another door open for her to go play one of those sports somewhere else, or, or uh, maybe she's done playing sports. I'm not sure, but uh, her mom was a, a volleyball athlete at Montana once upon a time, so she had ties here. But now, I mean, here's, here's the, the cut and dry official numbers. I mean, as Shan Schwain's fourth year at the helm comes to a close, she's graduated five players, and she's had 18 players leave the program without exhausting their eligibility. You can debate until you're blue in the face, speculate all you want as to the whys. There is a lot of details of the whys that we do know that are really have nothing to do with anything besides injury or maybe just not being good enough. But whatever it might be, that's a trend that's not good 
no matter what you think of the quality of the coaching or the direction of the program, you can't have the direction of the program get back to where the Lady Grizz were if you're not retaining players, no matter what the reason that they're not being retained is. Right. Uh, the Lady Grizz do sign Latia Lawrence, who is uh, from Harlem High School. She had signed a letter of intent to go play for MSU Northern, to play for the Lights uh, there in Haver, but uh, the NAIA LNIs are not binding, so the, the National Letter of Intent, uh, NLI, I think I said LNI, let me get my letters straight, um, so she is still sort of free at that point to go where she wants to go. If she gets another offer. She did get offered by the Lady Grizz and did choose to do that. So she comes to do, uh, Missoula to uh, to sign to play with the, the University of Montana, a Class B player, an outstanding player, 5'8 guard uh, from, from Harlem. Don't know a ton about her. Her numbers are outstanding. 19-plus points a game as a junior, 17 points a game as a senior, uh, and obviously just getting her career started. So we'll see you know, where, where she goes and what level she's able to, uh, to get to. I don't want this to d- devolve into more of a segment criticizing the Lady Grizz program, but I will say this. If you're recruiting, no matter if you're recruiting around the state, around the region, or around the country, if you're not beating anybody for recruits, either you're finding the greatest diamonds in the rough that there are to find, or you're just not recruiting the right girls. I think we could have a, I don't, I don't know anything about this Lawrence gal. She was a standout in the Northern B, but that's not necessarily a powerhouse league. Class B players traditionally have an almost impossible time transitioning to division one. I. I can only think of really one class B player or lower with the exception of, obviously, Jill Barta, who went to Gonzaga from Fairfield. Peyton Ferris at Montana State, who became the Big C MVP once upon a time out of Twin Bridges as a Class C school. Other than that, it's been AA and A girls that have been the ones that have been able to make the to transition. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Lawrence might be a really good player. To me, the fact that this is a late signee to plug a spot, though, I don't know how much we can expect from her next year. That said, coming from Harlem, she'll, she'll obviously have a small-town following. She could be somebody that develops into a really good player. We'll find out, but I don't think this is an immediate solution. This is just something to fill one of the many roster spots the Lady Grizz have opened now with the graduation of three seniors plus the departure of Gabby Harrington, Kylie Frolich. So a lot more recruiting left to be done, but good, good for Latia Lawrence. I mean, that's that's cool for somebody from Harlem to get a shot to do it. Uh, I just wonder, you know, I mean, this is a segment we could do maybe later on in the week or next week because – Recruiting Montana was so essential in girls' basketball, and it remains essential, but we just saw Montana State have the greatest season in school history with one Montana girl on the team. Mm -hmm. Montana has gotten all the Gatorade players of the year the last five years out of the state of Montana, including multiple players like Sophia Stiles, Taylor Goligoski, and Jamie Pickett, who all won multiples, and it hasn't resulted in that much success in the Big Sky Conference. So maybe something's shifting, or maybe they aren't developing in the proper fashion like they once were under Robin Selvig. We'll see, but... Uh, I guess the point here is that the revolving door that is the Lady Grizz roster continues. I think it's something that is a concern no matter what the reason for the departures are. Sutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Coulter, yesterday uh, we were having a very nice conversation, and then an earthquake interrupted us. And I found that, uh, you know, pretty uh, pretty discourteous on the part of uh, the geologic, what do they call it, movements? Am I getting this right? tectonic plates, something yeah, like that. That's sure. right. It's very discourteous, incourteous, uncourteous. I don't know what the words are. I've lost it. In any case, 
we were trying to help the people out. We're all spending a lot more time at home. The things we're reading, the things we're watching to pass the time. We don't need to start sitting here talking about Tiger King. Okay, everybody's aware of this thing if you're watching <laughs> it or not. Okay, but we were talking about some of the things you read. What are you reading? Voltaire? Is that what you said? Uh, Candide by Voltaire, yes. Okay, very good. Uh, I uh, I kind of went two different directions with uh, Night by Ely Wiesel, the autobiographical account of his time at Auschwitz, which is, of course, a very somber and solemn and difficult book to read, but also helps put our present state of affairs into some context for me in terms of, you know, it's okay. And then uh, Surprised by Joy, which is an outstanding read by C.S. Lewis. I, I don't know. I think I know a lot of people are aware of, of at least the name of C.S. Lewis. One of the greatest writers in the history of humankind. I mean, it does, you know, what, I don't care what the thing is. I don't care if he wrote something by hand on a scrap of paper. If people who are just gifted, I mean, it's possible to be seven feet and 285 pounds and be able to drive the lane and shoot three and do the thing. Okay. And just not everybody could do it. Well, it's also possible to just have a certain command and ability with the English language that nobody else has, or that very few other people has. Charles Dickens is on the list. Victor Hugo. Well, he's French, but you understand what I'm saying. C.S. Lewis, man, do it. You know, he, you're, 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 you're in business with anything that he's ever done. It's, it's very fascinating to me that C.S. Lewis is best remembered for the Chronicles of Narnia. That's obviously the, the, most timeless and ageless of his writings. Sure. The ones that can appeal to the broadest demographic of, Fiction, of yep, kids yep. Mm-hmm. and adults, classic children's literature, certainly. But like the abolition of a man or living within a nuclear time, like those writings, those essays, those prose, way, way, way darker than the Chronicles of Narnia well, and and very good though. I agree. I, lo- I have always enjoyed his his writing. And I think too that, I mean, he, he is much more prolific, I think, uh, certainly in terms of the numbers of, of published works in his non-fiction than in his fiction, even though he's much more, you know, like you said, broadly read in the fictional stuff. But I, I think the non-fiction stuff is just, I mean, it's, it's remarkable to able, be able to write prose as if it isn't. As if it right. is poetry or as if it is fiction. And uh, he, he has that gift. So there you go. That's what we're reading. So Do you know what I'm reading? That to you. What What's are you that, reading, Tommy? Tommy? How to Kill Your Ex-Husband by Carol Baskin. Oh, my God. Stop. What do you mean? Uh, stop what? Reading? Well, Or I learning mean, how to kill your ex-husband? I, because oh, Carol I mean, Baskin's got stop, you covered. Stop following the sheeple, Tommy. Yeah. No, no. Don't get that's your reading selections from Netflix or Instagram and you'll be okay. Coulter, <laughs> shame on you. Tiger King. <laughs> I'm glad that you're reading, Tommy. I also think that that lady is one of the great psychos that has ever lived. <laughs> I thought, I thought I, after the second episode, I turned it off. I was like, this lady is, she is disturbing. I can't watch this. <laughs> She is disturbing. Oh my goodness! Totally. You know, we were having, we were derailed by an earthquake yesterday, and now we're derailed by a producer today. You know, Everything I will leave great. again. I told you I'd do it you before. Know, and... Speaking of the revolving doors out there in the back, Tommy's back. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Quit firing everybody. Tommy, nobody's kidding. <laughs> this guy fired me what three times? Easily, now? easily. Boys and girls, we'll see you tomorrow. To tell me what is ESPN right?
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.